You're listening to From the Beginning. I'm Griffin Caprio. And I'm Jen Dudley. And this is our show about podcasters, their origins, and how they came to create their podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking with Ashley Davidson, a law student and aspiring podcaster. Ashley actually works for another one of our interview subjects, Kristen Prinz at the Prinz Law Firm. And that's where she got the podcasting bug from seeing and working with Kristen on her podcast. Jen, what's something that you took away from this interview? So one of the things I really loved about this particular interview, and especially going back and listening to it, is the last third is really Ashley interviewing us. So, and we really had a pretty straightforward, honest conversation. So the overall tone was really different than a lot of our other episodes. And I hope that you all enjoy it as well. So here's Ashley's story from the beginning. So Ashley, it would be great to hear to start a bit of your story um, and what it is that you are working on now and, and how you came to be where you are. Well, I'm currently a law student at Chicago Kent here in the West Loop. And how I got there, I I don't know, peer pressure, I don't know, good peer pressure. I uh, never thought I would be in law school, but uh, grew up here and in Iowa. Mom lives in Iowa, dad lives in Chicago and um, decided to move to the city. No offense to suburb life. Uh, But once I moved to Chicago, after uh, finished my undergrad in public relations and marketing, um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to influence people at a high level. And I thought of which avenues I could do that in. Um, There was a high school teacher who asked me, like, why aren't you in law school? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to be a politician. You know, I don't know any lawyers in my family or anything like that. I didn't really know about this career. So um, I met with him and then I met with uh, someone who I was working at Lifetime Fitness in the Burbs here and who's an attorney. And he's like, you should consider law school. And then I'm like, you're the second person who's saying this. <laughs> so there might be a reason why I should consider law school. So I was, he was able to sit with me and tell me about applying and Uh, different career paths uh, that you could take with going to law school and getting your degree. And from there, I took the LSAT, which is the test that you take for it, and started law school within the next year. Um, And then I'm going into my third year here. So I'm almost finished, and then we'll take the bar and hopefully land a career in employment law, which I'm very interested in, in uh, commercial law as well. Oh, nice. That was going to be, I was going to ask if you had a a focus that you decided on. Yeah, I decided uh, employment law, mostly because I like the human side of things and I'm very practical, uh, practical thinker. So I like interacting with others. I would like to help organizations, um, you know, influence their culture and their workforce. So I thought that would be a way I could do it. That's awesome. I I was looking at your LinkedIn. I think your previous uh, Hydric and struggles. Is that where you you had been previously? Cause they do a lot of, um, consulting around organizational development and leadership development and things as a company. I was there last summer, part of a American corporate council diversity, uh, program. It's an internship. So I got uh, paired with them and it was a great summer. I think that's where I started to learn that I liked employment law, but it was very cool to see that, you know, in even the, realm of executive search, which I didn't know was a thing until I started interning there. Uh, There's attorneys, I think, who even 
go to the consulting side. And that was very interesting to, to observe. So what was it that is the podcast that you've thought about doing related at all to law or is it totally separate? I think it's, it's maybe separate, not totally separate, but uh, I would say it's pretty separate. It's about uh, growing up or glowing up is what I call it or adulting. Um, I'd like to call it here we glow. I don't know if you've heard of people say like, Hey, you're glowing up or you are glowed up, but similar to growed up. And it's about people like myself trying to maneuver in adulthood and learn all these things that what I say, I, I didn't learn this in school, uh, such as finances, even relational things, uh, professional development. But while doing so, I'd like to highlight other young professionals who are excelling in these certain areas uh, and learn from them and lift them up. Uh, so I'd like it to be more of a community and also be a transparent in my path to mm -hmm. glowing up, so to speak. So that's, that's what I, that's my. Do you plan on uh, interviewing kind of people from um, different communities around just Chicago or are you going to kind of go broader than that? I think definitely Chicago, but broad as well, because there are some people even I've thought of interviewing and, you know, they live in California or Cleveland, and I thought that'd be great for, you know, mental and physical wellness. You know, I'm, I don't want to limit to Chicago, but however, I do want to build a community of young adults uh, in Chicago or, or a bigger network. So definitely here. So it sounds like the, you know, maybe your experience and the advice that you got from people that led you to go into law school is a little bit what you're looking to then turn around and help other young people as they're figuring out what they're working on? Yes. I think there's, there's only positive effects of sharing knowledge and sharing that sort of wealth that you learn from, you know, people who are generations older than you or in different stages of your life, but also learning from your peers. And so uh, it would just open up a greater opportunity to all, uh, for all of us to learn from each other. So I'm curious why, uh, why you're going to do a podcast as opposed to, you know, a blog or an email newsletter or, or even a TV show? Well, this is sort of funny because originally I wanted to do a vlog, but then I realized that given the restraints of law school, that the editing would be mm. sort of a huge, it would be a bigger learning curve uh, for me, especially, but uh, I thought it would be something that would work via podcast better after I did like one little sample episode of what I wanted to do. And it originally started um, there. She glows, but I wanted it to be more inclusive of both men and women. Uh, but yeah, I thought about that blog wise. I don't know, maybe because I do a lot of writing otherwise. Um, I didn't think about the creative writing aspect of that, but I just went from vlog to podcast very quickly. <laughs> gotcha. And are you, um, you, you had said before that you've gone back and forth on this idea. It sounds like you've recorded kind of a test episode. What is it that's kind of keeping you, stopping you from moving forward? Or you, um, have that actively in the works? Well, I've just went through, or I am going through a, a season of stillness, uh, which I think has been great for me, especially in this law school career. Can you tell me more about that? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, kind of felt overwhelmed with everything and 
I listened to a podcast actually, and you know, it's sort of about your foundations and you know, you don't want to start things on unsolid ground or, you know, things that aren't fertile. And so I didn't want to do that with this because this, if I, if I do, and when I do this podcast, I want it to be successful and I mostly want to be consistent in it. Uh, so in order to do that, I had to make sure that, you know, I'm starting this with the right intentions and with a clear enough mind and, and, and enough energy be honest, that I could continue to do this at least for a while. So the season of stillness then is, is just kind of like taking time, maybe in cutting out some of the distractions and focusing on, on that foundation. Definitely. That's definitely what it is. And kind of thinking, you know, why do I do things? What do I, what, narrowing down all the things you do. Cause I think a lot of people get spread thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but to be great or to be good at something or to start something that you've never started before, it does take a lot of energy. So it could take away from energy from other things. That's awesome. I love that. Um, it, it fits right in with all of the ideas around being intentional, um, or more mindful about what we do, which I think the busier the world gets and the more channels there are for all of us to be distracted. I think you also start seeing a lot of the kind of backlash in people wanting to figure out how to be more present and mindful and intentional in what they do. So I think that's really awesome. Yes. And I think, I don't know, maybe in the social media realm of things, I, I didn't want to start a podcast because everyone's starting podcasts or, you know, you have to put yourself out there. However, I think starting a podcast is great personal branding and that is a positive intention to have with it. But I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing it for, I don't know, validation of mm-hmm. any sort. Because you thought you were supposed to? Right, exactly. <laughs> nice. So where where are you in that process? Still still figuring it out? Yeah. So I before my season of stillness, I was kind of in the strong planning stages of what I wanted to do, thinking of actual people I wanted to interview, content. I started um, my website, uh, but once I stopped for a second, I kind of mostly have been thinking about back and forth is if I wanted to continue with this avenue. Uh, but I believe I do after the stillness <laughs> the, the yeah. season here. So that's good. That I'm, I'm glad I feel that way. But And I feel not as anxious or overwhelmed by the idea of it. I feel like it'll come now that I'm ready to do the work. So you mentioned um, kind of being ready and being very intentional. Um, so what's what's kind of your vision and your best case scenario for the podcast? Best case scenario, yeah, I think I think also because I assist Kristen with her podcast, that is a huge goal that I see with uh, hers. I think that's always great when people can do that, uh, monetize while also promoting brands that you personally believe in. And that's what I think is great about podcasts and listening to different ones where the brands that they're promoting isn't just, I don't know, it's more tailored to what their audience is. And I love that. So yeah, if I can make a buck off it, that'd be great. But mostly I want to create a stronger brand for myself. I really want to connect with other people that I might not have connected with otherwise. Those are, those are some big goals for me for it. Gotcha. Do you think, um, would you ever try and use it for 
um, to kind of like benefit your your law practice or your or your legal uh, profession? Yeah, I think I don't know if no, but people always say that being in law is also like being in sales because you know you want to build relationships with people who may be potential clients or who would know a potential client, and so that would also help you know whatever firm I work with uh, after law school would possibly help you know gain exposure for the the firm and for clients. Uh, however, I have thought about, you know, there's a difference between, you know, my personal brand and a firm's brand. So how to do those both professionally and still be my authentic self, you know, um, that's not always, I mean, I, I, I try, I strive to be the most professional person I can, but I also like to relax and have like real dialogue. Yeah. I think it's that transparency that, um, a lot of people are looking for, and it's one of the reasons podcasts are so popular at this point is because of that kind of intimacy and that kind of connection you have with the person that you're, um, that you're listening to, you know, for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 60 minutes. Definitely. That's like, I think I can tell pretty quickly, like whether or not I'm going to like connect well with someone on when I'm listening. And when you do, you're just like sitting there and you're like laughing and you're nodding and you really get, you get connected to them, even if you're not listening to it real time that they're, they're shooting it. So. Yeah. I think that's one of the, the things, um, I'm sure I've definitely been walking my dogs around my neighborhood <laughs> and, you know, laughing to myself, probably looking like a crazy person. Um, because I've found some podcasts that really resonates. I, I think you get so much more from the human voice, sometimes even more than video, you know, cause you're not distracted by, um, it's like one less sense to pay attention to, uh, which I think is kind of cool. Definitely. Yeah. Who thought like in everyone's voices are so different and it's, it's interesting. Cause there's some people who are like, well, your voice isn't, I mean, my voice isn't all <laughs> like vibrant either, but I'd be like, I don't know if I'd like this. And then I start listening to them and the content and everything is great and it fits them. And I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the universal truths that we've figured out is no one likes their voice at all. Yes. Well, it does sound different it to you does. than other people, so they say. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned helping Kristen with her podcast. What involvement do you have with her in, in that podcast? It's great. I uh, do the show notes now for her podcast. I help the other, there's a couple other people in the office who help Kristen with the podcast, but we're working on currently uh, some rebranding. So just being able to, it sounds selfish, but like being able to help and think of ideas for her is also helping me and also helping other people who are thinking about other creative avenues. Um, So that's something that I'm working on now is just uh, helping her with possibly rebranding and gaining more exposure for her podcast. I imagine that helping her and going through that process helps a lot um, with several of the things you've talked about, both in how to have, you know, a bit of maintain an authentic voice that maybe is more casual than you would in your day-to-day workspace. And then all of the things, you know, it's on one hand, you could put up a podcast tomorrow if you decided to, you know, with your iPhone and get it posted and everything else. But when you really sit down and start looking into it, there's a ton of different steps. So having that chance to help someone else go through the same process or, or um, watch them do that, I think 
is always really helpful. And it sounds like the podcast idea that you have is really looking, again, to kind of be able to do that and provide that um, perspective and voice to other people who maybe are wanting to do different things, but just have no idea where to start. Yes, exactly. Helping the lost, one of the lost, right. <laughs> but helping the lost. Which is all of us, right? <laughs> exactly. In one, in one way or another, right? Yes. Um, so are you looking at, uh, when you start your podcast, if you go that route, is talking to both young people, um, peers, as well as folks who, um, in different industries or that could provide that, um, advice or support? Both. Uh, this is something I've talked to someone else before, cause you want to be, you want to tailor things and you want to be specific and focused, but you also don't want to exclude any opportunities that would help other people. So at first I thought I would just only invite peers and peers who are, you know, really great at, you know, someone who's great in the financial sector who could teach us a thing or two. But however, I, I think there's other people outside of that demographic who could assist as well. So I am open to that. However, um, I do want to stick to more, the young adults are people who, you know, are revamping um, their personal and professional life, um, starting new. Nice. So, what is uh, what's the one thing that would, if you, if it could happen tomorrow or you could do it tomorrow, would would get you kind of make that decision to jump into things? Or what's the biggest hurdle? I guess time. <laughs> I think time, I think also I'm a huge process, like I like processes. So equipment, I want to make sure equipment is good, but I also realized that, yeah, you could just start on your phone tomorrow, you know? Uh, So I think just making sure that whatever comes first, there will will for sure be a second of that. So I think just the planning of the interviews and I don't know what would be the thing that could help me jump in. Uh, just actually doing that's why I really admire Kristen because she said she's like you just got to jump in and do it and then then you'll get comfortable and then you'll figure out new ways to do it <laughs> like new equipment new branding so right you'll always be improving and iterating on you yes. know, wherever you start it doesn't matter how much time you put in that's one of the things that Jen and I sit on two ends of the spectrum she's much more of the uh plan forever uh type of person. And I'm much more of the, ah, let's just jump in and, and get started and show up and see what happens. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons we've been able to kind of balance each other is because we do have that kind of, um, opposite ends, but yet kind of balancing aspect of our, of our relationship. Yes. I'm, I'm definitely more of the plan forever with the like random spur of just jump in. <laughs> then yeah. I go back to plan forever. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, we definitely would not have um, gotten started on this podcast probably for probably another few months if it had been up to me because I would have made sure all of the audio equipment and I'd researched and checked out everything and done all of the things. Um, So I appreciate that. Uh, And I also know what you mean. I tend to plan and plan and plan. And then sometimes I just close my eyes and jump, Mm -hmm. which usually works out really well. But then I go right back to like overanalyzing everything. Yes. So. I think that's what happened here um, as far as my story. But it's people like you or Kristen who, you know, there's a reason why you are reminded of these things that you really have been wanting to do but haven't done yet. 
And that's also part of my law school story, right? People keep on reminding mm-hmm. me like, hey, you should do this. And you're like, yeah, I should. <laughs> so you just go forward. Yeah, I think it's one of those things we like to, especially kind of the, you know, U.S. perspective on rugged individualism and we're all supposed to be able to kind of pick up and do these things on our own. But at the end of the day, you know, we're social and it, uh, you need other people and you need to, to hear other people's stories and be inspired by them and reminded that you're capable of doing those things too. So I think that's, uh, providing more avenues to hear more stories. And that's something that I think is super cool about a medium like podcasting is to be able to hear not just more stories, but stories for people that wouldn't necessarily have have a voice or an avenue through a different channel. Yes, exactly. I think it's amazing the platforms that are being provided and built by people who, I don't, I don't, maybe they, they still would have built a platform, but maybe not in that avenue. So, uh, and it's interesting to watch people in their interests and purpose transform, uh, through, especially podcasts. I've listened to a few where there's things that get added or changed or, you know, their life changes drastically and you're able to actually be a witness to part of that is, is very insightful. Absolutely. So what questions, or do you have any questions for us? Yes. So you said before that you're going through some different technology, uh, options for (laughs) your podcast. What are the best ones that you've found so far? That is a great question. So, and I'm happy to um, send, because again, I'm a planner. So (laughs) I have like spreadsheets of things and links to different reviews. So we are in a non-ideal, non-studio environment um, in a co-working space. And so we wanted to be able to record two people in the same space. And um, so we ended up going with um, some pretty standard, sure, dynamic mics and um, are using Zencaster because we have remote guests and, um, kind of still working out some of the kinks there, but then there's a whole bunch of like little things, um, that we've learned along the way in terms of how to get sound from a microphone into a computer and then editing it. And we've even, I've changed, uh, the editing systems we've used already a couple of times. So yeah, I went to I meant to tell you all. I went to this Airbnb class. I didn't even know they existed, uh, but my boyfriend was planting a seed and investing in my podcasting future, <laughs> and signed us up for a class. And that's something I learned about audio. That's the first time I learned about interfaces and different mics you could use. And from there, I came back to the firm, and I'm like, there's so many different options we could have to get the sound from a microphone to a computer. Mm -hmm. What is the best one? I'm not sure. Yeah. Is that, so was that, um, I think Jamie, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he teaches those classes. Um, yeah, it's the, the rabbit hole for audio equipment is endless and there's so many different things that you can pick up and add and tweak and knobs and just, it's mind numbing. And thankfully Jen, uh, kind of took care of all that for us uh, because <laughs> despite me being the the more of the techie side of the the business uh it's just I have no interest in like diving into that area and I, I think I could just get lost yeah I think the thing is is that you know with any of this it's like at some point it's 
the paradox of choice. It's like too many options and it's just overwhelming. And I think one of the good things to remember that I had fortunately gotten um, both from Griffin and heard from other people is that you there's always room for improvement um, and you can always kind of change things. And often while there's five different options and maybe option you know A is slightly better than option D, um, it's usually not a big enough difference to, to totally stress out about. So it's kind of finding that balance between, yes, you want it to sound good and you want to like put the research in and really care about it. But at some point you're, you, uh, you're always going to have imperfect information. So exactly. And being okay. Okay. With that, I think is sometimes where I personally struggle. Absolutely. I had to, before we started this um, and before I would let Griffin publish our first uh, podcast, I had to tell myself a lot that my goal is for six months from now to listen back to the first few episodes and be surprised and amazed at how far we'd come. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, you know, that was kind of my trick for just saying, okay, it's going to be good enough. Exactly. That's awesome. Do you plan to really build up Chicago? I don't. I don't really know much about the Chicago podcast community, uh, quite frankly. But it, are you here to assist the Chicago-based community, or is it more of a wider network? You know, so that's a good question. I, I think Jen and I always have an affinity towards Chicago and and kind of the home community and and being in the home uh, home base of, of where we're at. More from a business standpoint, I think um, when we're going. Uh, in creating our business, I think the focus will be more uh, global uh, than that, than just Chicago. But I think we can hopefully kind of translate our success into supporting more of the Chicago community. So, you know, whether it's uh, helping sponsor events or, you know, maybe teach classes to high school and college kids or kind of like lend our support and lend our mentorship to people locally. Um, I think that's one of the things that Jen and I, you know, really kind of bond over is, is, the ability for people who are otherwise not able to mm-hmm. tell their stories to kind of like tell their stories and to participate in something that is um, largely very technical, very confusing, and probably out of the reach of, of a lot of people. Yeah. And so if we can both do that as well as build a business, um, I think that'll make us you know pretty happy. It's similar to what Spotify, I believe, was doing this summer with the specific demographic they're trying to promote and uh, more women of color podcast podcasters and they had a whole camp for, I think people, if you signed up or you, it was a contest, you know, and it was similar to that. So, you know, people who might not otherwise, you know, understand all it takes to create a podcast or to be successful in it or to create stories in it, um, really helping them not only with setting up with it, but they were also helping them with the content and how to monetize and things like that. So I think it's definitely needed of course. <laughs> yeah. When we were in Philly, one of the uh, podcasters that we interviewed a couple of weeks ago actually gave a talk. And what she does is she works with a, um, a school on kind of the South, um, South Loop Bronzeville uh, area that is for young adults with kind of like educational or learning uh, disabilities. And she, she taught them a podcasting class. And uh, they scripted all the episodes and they recorded everything and they did the post-production. And, you know, it was this whole kind of semester long class for, you know, people that um, just never had any exposure, never had any um, um, 
access access you know to to the podcasting uh, space and you know to watch their she she played a bunch of videos during the uh, during the talk and to watch their faces as they like heard their own voice and told their story and were able to kind of like see what they produced it was really really amazing that's awesome and so so did they both that product afterwards did they do anything with that after the fact or um, it was just like a special thing. I wonder what people are doing now, you know, if they're in, start, started to get interested in it. Yeah, I think that would be interesting to hear. I, I think they're on season three. It's uh, published, you know, in the Apple store. And anytime you do things with schools, of course, there's kind of some extra hurdles and, <laughs> and things with that. But um, uh, I know that they've continued to do it um, and had that sponsored. So it, it sounds like it's been successful, which is pretty cool. Awesome. I'm going to have to check that out myself. <laughs> well, thanks, Ashley. Really appreciate it. And it's been a great conversation. I'm excited for your podcast, honestly. I, I, I think those will be really great um, conversations and stories to hear. And um, so definitely let us know how we can help. Yes. And I appreciate you for having me on here and pushing me forward after this season of stillness to continue and go for it. Thank you for listening to another episode of From the Beginning. Editing and music was provided by Roy Matz. 